13%, that's the number that actually people are more productive if they're happy. Enhanced productivity means so more satisfied customers, better processes, more idea sharing, and additional deals being closed for organizations. So why isn't culture number one priority for every company in the world? That's one of the topics we're gonna be discussing today. We're also gonna talk about kindness. Kindness is a really good thing for others. It finds kindness positively contributes to all kinds of well-being, and we're gonna talk about that. And then we're gonna dig into lessons that people have learned uh, while walking at home and how to keep people engaged, employees engaged. But more importantly, I'm very happy to have Karen Gill. Karen Gill is a good friend, our, our relied competent as we learn on all things about workplaces, we look at the future of work. Karen works for a large financial institution and I just want to sort of highlight that Karen's views and opinions shared here are her own and not other company that she works for. So uh, without further ado, let me introduce Karen. Karen, how are you doing? Doing well, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well, Karen. You know, September 15th, the year is flying by. I woke up this morning, uh, quarter to four, my alarm went off, and uh, it was cold, really cold. <laughs> I had to put a jacket on this morning. Winter, the fall is certainly here. but uh, It certainly is. But yeah. I want you to know, Steve, that I woke up very, very happy because I knew I was going to be talking about happiness this morning. There you go. And that's there one of my you favorite go. topics. I know it is. I know it is. And uh, I'm really looking forward to digging into that with you, Karen. But uh, how's your summer been? How, how's lockdown been for you, the family? And how have you been getting on with all of that? Um, you know, in the beginning, like everybody, it was new. So you kind of just went with the flow and you did it and whatnot. And then after a few months in, you kind of get tired of it. And you're looking for different things to do and different ways to entertain yourself and your immediate family. Um, I think it's beginning now to wear on us a little bit. Mm. So looking for new ways to engage um, not only family members, but others outside of the family, I think is really, really important. Mm. And I think this will feed into what we talk around happiness, too, in the workplace and how to engage people. I think it's really important. No, it is, and uh, it, it's interesting that you went there, actually, because when we're thinking about this lockdown, we get so focused on talking about work, workplace, but actually there's all those other things play into, obviously, our lives, and our lives impact how happy we are at work, and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about. I'm just going to pull up a slide here that sort of gives the audience uh, some of the highlights that we've taken away from, from this first article, which states that happy workers are 13% more productive. Now that's sort of that's sort of you would think that's natural, but sort of where my head goes with this, um, Karen, I'm curious to know your views on some of the topics that are discussed here. But most companies, I know I do, right? I look at how do we maximize productivity in the workplace. But actually, what this is suggesting, actually, if we focused on happiness, productivity looks after itself. Is that sim too simple a view in your opinion, or is 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 that sort of we focus on productivity too much, it's hard to quantify where happiness maybe is a little something easier to get at. Um, honestly, I do believe that if we focus on happiness, and happiness includes goals, <laughs> it includes building relationships, includes having values, um, and it includes purpose for people, but it also includes the ability to overcome certain distress and, and certain items that might be hindering your happiness. So it's not just all about being happy. 
it's really about the different coping skills that you can have and, and how you can grow from them. Mm-hmm. That um, I just think that makes a more productive associate or uh, employee because you have the skills you need to be able to succeed and you have the relationships that you want to be able to really grow and bounce things off of each other and and, and just have a good life. Mm. So when you're in the zone and in, you're happy, I, I think you're automatically more productive. And how do you think, What or I guess, how do you think, what are the solutions or what are the opportunities, I guess, to get people into that flow or that happiness state, as you, as you mentioned? What, what are some of the tools, what are some of the tricks that you've learned over your time um, developing workplaces and, and uh, you know, that sort of you think you could share here? Absolutely. So um, if you go back to something like psychology today, they'll talk about the happiness pie. And I kind of believe in this, that 50% of happiness is really your genetic makeup. You are or you aren't, but that's only 50%. 10% is life circumstances. And then the other 40% that's all attitude, Steve. It's what you want to be able to give to things. It's your personal choice, what you choose to, you know, take in and, and be, have a part of you and what you choose to say, mm, this may not be really that good. Let's bounce that off. Let's throw that away and move on to other things. So it's really all about cultivating that happiness factor. Um, and, and 40%, 40%. So that means you are in control if you want that control about being happy or not. Once again, though, I want to caveat that with the fact that there are life circumstances that come into play. Right. And so you really have to, you know, manage those as well. And I'm not saying everybody has to be happy all the time because that would be false as well. Right, right. Yeah, and that's forty percent is attitude. That's that's a big number, right? Wow. That's a big number. That's yeah. a big number. So what contributes to that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What, what what does contribute to that then, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's question. the question, you know. That is the question, you know. But so if we if we think yeah. about, you know, uh let's sort of take something that's close to us, a workplace design and sort of cultivate an experience for people, you know, fifty percent is is that the genetic makeup we can say of individuals and we can say, uh, but 40% of that is their attitude. Does that then play into then it's, it's the physical environment that they see. It's the people they interact with. Uh, it's attitudes can be external as well as internal to the workplace itself. Is, is that fair to, to, to look at? Do you think? I think it's fair to look at. Um, I think it has a little bit more to do though than just the physical space and, and what you can do within it. Yeah. I really think HR plays a big role in this, in the benefits um, available to the people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking just about financial benefits because that's usually on the bottom of things often. Um, it's really about the value to be able to grow and to learn. Um, that's huge uh, contributor in, in my mind to what mm-hmm. happiness can, can be or not be. It's also a purpose outside of ourselves. So... Helping others has been proven to make people happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just about us. It's really about how we reach out uh, to others and, and be a part of a community that's willing to give and to be bigger than themselves. I, I really believe that that is true. 
Yeah, and we've got a we've got a piece of content coming up that really just touches on that. But um, I just want to go back to the article because it's 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 a great article and it talks about the study a, a, a study and I'm just going to read something from it, Karen, and then I have a question for you. So it concludes: that understand the connection between your happiness and productivity, and they're willing to put programs in place to ensure you're going satisfaction as an employee. That's uh, what the article is saying about leaders, great leaders, that's what they're able to do. They are able to understand individuals and put that connection together, which is just adding on to what you just said, right? That attitude is, is impacted by so many other factors, but identifying a great leader, someone who you can work with and work for, or, or you can be that leader as well, um, is really, really important. But is there programs that can be put in place within workplaces that can enhance our, our happiness? I think so. Um, I, I, I really do. You mentioned management and management um, capabilities. Yeah. I think um, that a coach will be much more successful. You know, the, the management style of a coach would probably be much more successful in, in gaining their people's happiness factor and, and making it come into play just because a coach has been trained to figure out the different plays mm -hmm. or the different ways things have to work and be able to um, bring that about. As far as other programs within the workplace, I truly do believe that it's about giving people purpose and it's about helping people learn and it's about helping people connect with each other. And when you think of what COVID has done to us in that we're all at home alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, making those connections today are even more important. And when we go back to the workplace, many organizations are thinking that, hmm, you know, maybe 50% of the workers will come back, maybe 60%, but we're used to working in remote ways now. So I think the biggest the best program we can be thinking about and putting together at this point in time is how we're going to connect those that are in the office to those folks that are home. So I call that the digital divide. Mm. How are we going to minimize that divide and really engage people uh, with purpose, with learning, with the right tools in order for them to be most productive, but more than that, to be happy so that they are. Mm. Yeah, I love that digital divide. Uh, it's a great term that actually does connect because that, that is one of the biggest conundrums, right? How do we ensure that those people that uh, are not in the office feel still feel connected and vice versa, right? One strategy right. I've, I've learned is, uh, you know, those who are in the office still take the Zoom calls from their desk so that everyone still has the same experience. Um, and I don't know how that works when more and more people are back in the office. But again, it's just one simple tidbit that actually, you know, some people have actually instigated to actually allow the people to communicate and sort of cr not create that digital vibe, but, but sort of help mitigate it. So, no, it's a great thing. And I just want to go back then and let's move on to the second article, which is what you, you noted, Karen, was about kindness, everyday acts of kindness um, and how they make a big impact. And this was done on a, this article was based on a, piece of research that um, was takes in 201 independent uh, research and reports at over almost 200,000 participants and I find kindness positively contributes to all kinds of well-being and um, people's well-being was boosted most when they helped others spontaneously ah. you know and it just like again it just 
ties beautifully into what what you were saying and i don't know about you karen but for me if 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 i do an act of kindness or if i see an act of kindness i just look at the same emotional feeling i i watch the news each morning and it always finishes with this little upbeat thing you know and those little emotional things about that feel good i feel that whenever i see those little things those feel good moments they're really good um and it's just I just find it fascinating, but uh, those little acts of kindness are, are, are really important. And, and the article goes on to sort of talk about, you know, elements of it. So being empathetic, think small, be humble. You know, all these words that were really soft words before, but actually I feel are coming more prominent through this pandemic. Oh, I, I, I so wholeheartedly agree. And it's too bad that the news isn't Reversed. Lots of little acts of <laughs> I know, I know, and, right? Oh, by the way, something else <laughs> happened today. Um, but it has been proven and research states that those acts of kindness are so important in helping um, lead people in communities to a more fulfilled life. Um, they, they allow communities to flourish. Um, really, well-being is at the top of all of that. And that's your physical as well as your emotional well-being. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we have to pay attention to that. We really have to pay attention to that. So thinking about, you know, your positive emotions again, thinking about engaging, thinking about your relationships, um, think in terms of what's happening now with new hires in organizations. Yeah. Are they building any relationships? Are they understanding the culture of the organization? What's going on there and how can we help them uh, so that they can flourish in the new organizations and giving meaning to people and celebrating their accomplishments. I think we um, really have to make that a priority in our organizations. And I think yeah. that might be a silver lining, if mm -hmm. I may say so, yeah. of the awful thing that COVID has brought us. I think that might be one of those silver linings. Um, there's nothing better than kind. Actually, that's my favorite word. Steve, <laughs> <laughs> that's good, and, and you are very kind. So you, you live you live what you say, you know. So I, I I do I do see that in who you are. So so that is great. But I just want to sort of pull out a couple of threads of what you mentioned. Um, I, I do find it interesting that uh, most organizations celebrate a new hire, and they get this huge box, and it becomes a very celebrated thing. But then there may be people who have done five, 10, 15 years who basically get, there's no recognition of some of those things. You know what I mean? And, and uh, that's just what happens in many organizations. Except for maybe many, a little watch or something. Maybe, maybe some people I know, of, not even, yeah. not even that, you know, but again, it's, it's yeah. really important to recognize all the accomplishments because sometimes actually someone doing five or 10 years in an organization is, is a greater accomplishment than somebody just starting, you know, but, um, but I do want to sort of mention new hires and it's, it's absolutely right. I, I do know a lot of new hires at many organizations who have mentioned this as as really troublesome also young people who are just starting out their develop or starting out their career you know really struggling to make those connections what sort of advice or guidance or could you give that sort of would allow them to maybe you know step out of a comfortable their comfort zone and actually reach out to people is there certain things that you do or you've done because i know you're very active and well connected I would suggest to the new hires to, and this is advice from my dad, Steve. He says, if you don't ask, you'll never get. <laughs> <laughs> so go and ask for mentors. 
if there's somebody in the organization that you meet, even as brief as it is, and you feel a kinship to them or something, you know, strikes a chord in you that says, hmm, I want to get to know this person more or what they're all about, ask them to mentor you. Ask them to be, you know, part of your existence. And then be honest with them and frank with them and, and really um, take the time to do those kind of steps. And I think you'll go f further and happier throughout mm. your journey in, in a corporation. I think mentorship is really, really critical. Um, also, join different types of activities. And if it's not for you, let it go. Mm. Don't feel like you have to stay with it. Right. Um, you know, be it in your organization or around your organization, just get out there. And if you're an introvert and, and it's a little bit more difficult for you, find a way because there's a lot of different avenues, even um, if you don't like being the center of attention or whatnot, you know, one-on-ones, just smaller activities, do what you need to do to make yourself feel comfortable, mm. but really you have to put a step forward um, to really begin to understand the organization and the culture. Absolutely. And, and do, you, do you feel at this time, actually, Karen, there's more people open to having those 15-minute coffees or little, you know, chats, virtual chats, than maybe previously because of just, I don't know, for whatever reason, people seem to have more time. I'm certainly finding that those people who I reach out to are prepared to take a conversation, have a coffee, uh, sort of interact and, and sort of learn and exchange ideas. I think so, Steve. Uh, I think so. And I think we're trying to innovate different ways to do that virtually. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I heard a colleague talk to me the other day about having elevator conversations. Okay. Because there's no water cooler conversations anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're trying to... <laughs> innovate and and find a way we can have these water cooler conversations these casual collisions because yeah. a lot of times that's actually what spurs creativity and innovation yeah. so um the colleague was saying i'm going to get a c-level person involved in an elevator conversation and we're going to invite five or six different people from the organization that might be interested they won't know who the c-level person is but in the elevator or proposed elevator, they'll get um, virtual elevator. They'll go and um, they can have five minutes with this person and ask a few questions. And I thought it was brilliant. It is. It is. You know, I thought it was brilliant and yeah. a great use of time and, and, and linking people together. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love it. And I think. Um, I think at this moment in time, yeah, everyone's searching out for technology, but sometimes it takes that social people to come together and bring together and make those introductions. So I love that idea, Karen. Thank you for sharing. That's, that is, and that also, is Steve, um, let's not make it all about digital, even though we are mm -hmm. digital, right? Um, so someone else introduced me to this company, and I won't name the company, but this company sends out packages one a month for something for you to have to do. Um, and it is 100% non-digital. So I was kind of brainstorming around that, thinking, what can we do for the employees and the associates mm -hmm. that would bring them value, that would bring them something, that would promote who they are, but in a non-digital format? 
because we all know we're a little Zoom fatigued and everything else. So I think you have to balance that digital divide with the physical and the digital. Mm. That's that's fantastic. And I actually thought you were going to go a different way um, whenever you, you teed that up. And I actually thought, well, I, I love the idea, I love the concept. And I certainly want to sort of give that some thought and, and sort of pick your brain a little bit further on that as well. But um, where I thought you may have gone is, you know, the, wherever you live, there are going to be colleagues very close by. Is there opportunities for those folks to come together, be it for a coffee, be it for, you know, go and, you know, share some workspace, whatever that is um, on the fly and a coffee shop, whatever it is, just to get that social interaction from colleagues. Uh, I, I Wouldn't that be really, wonderful? Wouldn't no, be that would be wonderful, too. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And then when life gets back to normal, we can all carpool yeah. together. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. now I know who's in my neighborhood. <laughs> as long as I keep that I love distance. It. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So to summarize the sort of uh, the, 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 the piece of content we were looking at, it sort of says, you know, so here, here's the advice. Here's the takeaway. Stay tuned to the need and be empathetic. Knowing small things can matter a lot. Be humble and embrace the good around you. Take the lead and make kindness happen personally as a group and in your company. It takes a village and every act of kindness counts towards our collective well-being. I think it's a wonderful summary and sort of a way to sort of wrap wrap that one up. Um, fantastic. And, and the last piece of content we're going to look at today, Karen, is all about um, what we've learned keeping our teams engaged while working from home. And this, this is a piece of content where an individual has written about what they have learned. Uh, they're based in India and it's all about how they've, you know, engaged with their employees. Uh, stated unengaged employees is potentially going to underperform uh, than obviously highly, more highly engaged ones. A highly engaged team can mean the difference between failure and success. And it sort of it lays out the various ways that you can create and keep your, your, your company uh, engaged. But I guess, you know, Karen, as I sort of sit back and I think about this, you know, when we look and you think about yourself, you think about the team, the, the network and peers that you have, what are the lessons that you've learned um, or takeaways you're gathering right now on how to keep teams engaged, be in this virtual world that we have today or as we move to some future state? Well, I noticed that one of the items here is get social. Yeah. And I really do believe that you have to get social in a different way than you've ever had to do before. Because once again, you're missing those water cooler conversations or those, you know, casual collisions so you can bump into people and, and, and just converse. So I think you have to find a way to do that and be that like one or two minutes into a Zoom meeting, you're just talking about what you did over the weekend or yeah, how cold yeah. the weather is in the morning <laughs> or just different things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I think you have to plan things for when people come back um, that are, in, you know, social. I think social, COVID and no COVID, yeah. I, I just think it's really, really important. Um, it's been proven through research that if you have good friends at work, um, more than likely you'll stay um, with that organization, then leave that organization very easily. So that engagement factor really does not only help with productivity, but it helps with attraction and retention and, and, and a lot of other components. Yeah. So I, I think being social is really important, but don't overdo it either. Like uh, a happy hour every Friday is not something <laughs> that I, I, it's kind of fun, but I don't think you need it at all. 
Um, I think, you know, different social gatherings, yes, every now and then. Um, but also make sure that you're paying attention to what that values your people have and engage them on those values and engage them on, again, I know I've said this a couple of times, but the learning experiences. People want to learn. People want to grow. Um, I think that's really, really important. I came across a software piece um, that promoted engaging online through different channels, Mm -hmm. but what you won at the very end was not a gift for yourself. It was the ability to plant a tree within the world. So once again, that's driving that purpose um, home. It was for me, you know. Mm -hmm little mm-hmm. bit of sustainability i mm-hmm. could picture a beautiful tree out there that i helped plant all yeah. of these other great things um so i think that's helping people be engaged um i think meaningful work is the number one thing that will keep people engaged though yeah and giving them the ability to prove out themselves yeah no and i love that i love that idea of playing a game and planting a tree and I thought it was going to be a gift to somebody else and you were playing for somebody else to win something but planting a tree that's, that's, that's even better you know and there's a huge push on sustainability at the moment as we all know you know we've seen the benefits of COVID that's probably one of the side effects and, and, and good outcomes of COVID is the fact that uh, you know our planet looks that little bit healthier well it was until unfortunately a lot of these fires in the west coast which is just causing havoc um, yeah but uh, but yeah you know it's, it's it is a great it is a great thing and, you know, I, I know you're a social bee, and I know you like participating and going to conferences and so on and so forth. Are you missing going to those? I am, but I'm participating a lot virtually. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of nice, um, and it's different. There's a different spin to it, um, and they have to engage you in different facets of it. So, yeah. and, and once again, I think that goes to the happiness factor, too, and, and really playing up your strengths. And uh, making sure that you nurture your own self um, through the different activities that you have always done mm-hmm. in this day and age, I think that's really important. Yeah, um, and, and sort of, I, I look at it, and I'm kind of like, uh, I sign up for so many virtual events, and it, it's the challenge is getting to them. Where I look at if I go to an event, at least I'm there, right? You know, yes, you get pulled away to do certain things, right? We've always been at events where I, I, I got to go take care of something, I got to go take care of something, and that's just what happens. But we're there. The virtual things is actually, it's almost, it's easier to sign up and then not attend just because it's it's, it's an hour. We, I can take an hour, but then something just happens. And that's that's my biggest problem, but that's my problem to manage, you know, where going to the event is, you know, and as you know, half the event isn't necessarily, yes, the speakers are important, but it's the interaction. It's, it's getting to see people. I mean, we both participate in core tech and you know the big out thing of that is that is that round table and the dinner we attend where we get to hear from from our peers oh. and share ideas you know that's that's the that's the real juice of of those things you know i do miss that um and and you mentioned the word interactions and and i really believe that that's a huge factor that we can't create virtually we can't um, and, and that's a component that's missing. But I don't know if we ever will. See, that's kind of a question in mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. Can we ever create real interactions virtually and, and really feel that feeling like when we're together in person? I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I look at the kids today and I see how they interact virtually, irrespective of whether they're with each other in person. They sit across from each other and they're still interacting on their phones. So, so who knows? Maybe it's a generational thing, but uh, it's, it, it is going to be interesting to see how we, how we unfold in this. Um, and so as we wrap up, Karen, thank you. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. It's, it's, it's great to touch on these subjects. And, you know, you and I wanted to sit down and talk about happiness for a long time. And we want to sort of figure out what is the best way to want to measure it, to promote it and, and allow our workplaces to generate it, you know. Um, and it's That's another something. whole topic because I want to get into measuring it. And I think we can, Steve. I, I really, I, I firmly believe that we can. Um, it might be the holy grail, but let's go after it. Okay? No, no, absolutely. And we certainly, <laughs> certainly will. Certainly will. So look, if, if you've listened all this way through, look, thank you. I appreciate you, you sticking around and sort of spending time with Karen and myself. Uh, do, do subscribe to the channel. Do like the video. Do share it with your friends. If you want to continue the conversation, we have started a Discord channel. There's a link down below where you can go and start participating with like-minded people in this new gamified community space. Um, it is awesome, Karen. You basically you go in and you chat, and then you get elevated as you get more engaged with the community, oh. and, and these different things just promote all this engagement. So it's really cool. Um, so I encourage people to go take a look. Uh, and also, if you want to subscribe to our morning newsletter, where we basically send out you know information on productivity, statistics, employee engagement facts, and then we also have some content that one that we talk about here, but also content from open source workplace. So do click that link, subscribe to that newsletter. And uh, but Karen, look, thank you as always. It's it's so good to chat with you, and uh, I look forward to speaking and catching up with you very soon. Sounds real good, Steve. You take care of yourself. Thank you.